In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian and the Glovers are off the mark after a 2-1 win against St Albans. It was an exciting start, flat in the middle and a bit nervy as we reached the 100 minute mark with injury time, but here to talk through it. The return of a rejuvenated Jewish Park is Dave Coates. Good evening. And Ben Barrett. Uh, thank you. Hello. Goodbye. How are you? <laughs> he's gone already. He's gone and he's back. How are we? Are Don't we call it a comeback, happy? folks. We we are happy. I think three points. Three points at home. Much needed. More than anything, I just wanted to get out of there with a win. And they w managed to do secured. it. Yeah. W. I mean, we talked about cliches last week, but there was quite a lot of cliches post the final whistle, wasn't there? Uh, Job, got done. Job done. Job yeah. done, Ian. That's Job it. Done. That's all we needed. Job done. Three points on the board. Um, just yeah. had to win. Didn't matter how you do it. Just had to win. Just get over the line. <laughs> Against a side that is, by last season's standards, a bit of a litmus test. I mean, we haven't, we don't know enough about this season to really dictate where St Albans are going to be. But if you go on last season's, they were the best of the bunch that didn't go up, basically. So, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean... We'll get into it, but I thought they were a very good footballing side. Mm. And I think they're probably an anomaly in this division in terms of how they played. I don't think there'll be very many. We won't face many sides that just stick the ball on the floor and do their best to keep it on there. Um, I, I don't know if you've watched David Noble's post-match, but he was sort of like, he talked about wanting to make sure his players were all very good technically and you know the goals came from them conceding the ball with like sloppy passes and unforced errors and them just yeah he said you got to be brilliant with the ball and confident with the ball in my team sort of thing he's not going to start lumping it all of a sudden to get results no I was a little bit surprised again we'll come on to it I'm sure about how long they waited before they brought on last season's top goal scorer with 26 goals Sean Jeffers I didn't come on right until the very end and then didn't really do anything except get booked um, at the end of it but yeah, I was quite surprised at how long they left. I, I did drop uh, Lee, the St Albans fan, who spoke to you before the game, a message and said that I thought they were a very good side. And he said, um, thank you now, F off. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he, said, uh, he, he said, thank you. And it sounded like they'd, um, they'd shot themselves in um, in the foot or they'd been sort of made it difficult for themselves. But um, And again, we'll come on to it, I'm sure. But I, I thought we made it difficult for ourselves um, for quite on quite a few occasions in the second half as well but there we go a mm. w a w should we should we start before the start oh it's the best uh, place to start the 
the the look the new look mm. Hewish Park. I'm not sure which side of Hewish Park you came into, Dave. Whether you did you park in the car park by the screw fix stand or did you find I, some on street parking and I, I found it some, in its glory. I found some on street parking and I took a um I took a sojourn up Western Avenue actually. I, I walked in the footsteps of legends or Ian Perkins' lunchtime walk, I think, because uh, they actually entered uh, via the side of Screwfix and up that, that little way and through the gate there. Oh, okay. And, and I, um, yeah, I walked in and I thought, well, yeah, it looks neat and tidy here, doesn't it? These uh, these paths that I've heard so much about being like death traps don't <laughs> look too bad. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, I took a wander around the entire four uh, sides of the ground, dropped into the the green and white bar, which hadn't got its license yet, so it was very quiet. But um, and I actually met, and you've probably seen him on um, uh, on Facebook, the two uh, guys who came over from Slovakia. Oh, did you? You see them? Yeah, they were. Yeah, in, yeah. They came into the um, uh, into the bar there with uh, Mitch and Katie Clark, and uh, they had a they had a scarf from their their town in Slovakia. Uh, and I don't know if you've been in the green and white bar, but they've got scarves of all the um, loads of different uh, teams. So every time we go to a game, uh, I think they pick up a scarf and uh, they hang them up in the um, in, in in the bar. So yeah, they had to they had to make some room um, to put this uh, scarf in. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the uh, the, the the team. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was the uh, it was the York City scarf that made way. <laughs> I, I can't think why, but it did. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they probably Jake in there did promise they would find space for the York City. Um, scarf and there, there was all right Dave no one's listening from York City yeah. there was a there was a waste paper basket somewhere which is why I've gone in but... <laughs> that one in the bin but yeah and then exactly then I walk around the ground and in through the um cider uh, space through the cider space past the cider space fan zone and love that. Uh, yeah love that but, yeah loved a bit of that yeah and uh, up to up to Badger's bar which was yeah that was a proper pump in the chest moment wasn't it I thought, yeah, no. Yeah. Touche to Kudos, I should say. Touche. <laughs> touche. Maybe touche as well. <laughs> touche, mon frere. Um, but uh, yeah, kudos to whoever came up with, with, with all of that. Well done. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's bang got on. The, it's... Got the Hewis Hugh uh, seal of approval as well, which is not an easy thing to do sometimes. No. He's, he can be a tough man to please, especially when you're selling uh, Thatchers and Carlsberg. So. <laughs> I don't think they would be his first choice as a beverage, but yeah, there was a there was a big big old queue for it. I, I think that's the one thing that not surprised me, but well, I suppose it was a pleasant surprise was with the music there as well. I don't know if you were there on time to see the band, but with the music there and all those people there with an actual like with a purpose as such or something to keep them there rather than just milling around and drinking under in the rain and stuff it felt like and it felt like an actual place to to mingle and have a bit of a you know have a bit of a socialize before going in um yeah fantastic yeah. there were lots of lots of people socializing before they um before they went in as well and I, and I do have to give a shout out a second shout out to oh. another set of um supporters who'd come all the way from germany uh, it said somewhere near Strasbourg, which I know isn't in Germany. I know that is France, but it was near the France-German uh, border. Christian and Sebastian. I said I'd mention their names on here, so they were uh, they they were there, and they they'd come to yeah you know, just just because they'd seen our scores on 
some a results service and decided that one day they were going to come to a Yeovil game and this was the game they came to. So it was a real League of Nations at Hewish Park on, on Saturday. So, yeah, <laughs> had a real cosmopolitan feel to it. Wow. I bet it felt like you hadn't come very far at all when you spoke. No, I, I felt decidedly, you know, cheap in comparison, <laughs> having only done the only done the uh, five hours each way. Yeah, <laughs> or five hours. I haven't gone back yet. So, uh, yeah, I great. saw a I saw a, a couple of comments about the the queues for Badger's Bar, and then there was a, a guy the post underneath on. I'm not sure it might have been either one of the Facebook groups he said I was the guy behind the bar serving everybody I was meant to have someone else she quit after 10 minutes <laughs> she walked away she's had enough 10 yeah, minutes yeah. of Yeovil fans and she, she, she'd gone she'd had it um, apologies I'm useless with names I remember words and then I don't remember where I've seen them from so if that's you and I have not given you the credit you deserve apologies for that but yeah. there you go hey I, I did feel slightly sorry for those people behind the bar because they were <laughs> they were doing a sterling effort trying to pour those pints as quickly as they could, but there was um there was a fair bit of a queue, but I am sure further staff yeah. will be introduced. I'm guessing we haven't quite got to the stage yet where we've got those auto pour things where you can have six on the go at once and just push them all down <laughs> and they all just done. There you go, crack on. This is not I don't think this is Edley Stadium just yet, mate. No. <laughs> no, you're probably right. But hey, love it. Love the name Badgers Bar. I like Cider Space. Because it is quite literally a space for cider. Oh, yeah. It's, I it's, like it. It works yeah. on just multiple levels. And yeah, no, that's good. Really good. Um, it even looks nice. Matt Crivelli, there's a shout out. I'll give him. He was there as well. I think he did a couple of posts for Somerset Alive. And one of his one of his sort of angles was, it's just nicely tarmacked. <laughs> it's just nice. <laughs> I can walk on this and my ankles are going to be fine. And it's just those little things where you kind of go, someone's someone's given half a damn for half a minute and make something happen and actually build it and they shall come and they did did you see the the ticket office with the photos on the on the windows yeah. as well they've, they've it's quite intimidating yeah frank noble looking at you while you're yeah, buying the ticket. Ticket. yeah excuse me frank oh yeah. it's not actually frank <laughs> do you want one for the somerset <laughs> premier cup as well do you do you yeah. you do don't you look me yeah. in the eye tell me not in the eye around the eye you're under yeah <laughs> There's a reference. Yeah. Frank Newble, part-time hypnotist. <laughs> right. Should we get to the start then? Let's Go on talk now. about some football. Yeah. Line up. When you saw that that team sheet, what were your thoughts? Some strikers. Attack. All of them. Attack, attack, attack. <laughs> Where is the midfield? Oh, there they are. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> I said, we had a question last week, didn't we? Which of the two were you going to play? And I think I said something like, but I want all three. Yeah. I got them. Yeah. I got all three. <laughs> and JMD, yeah. And JMD. Yeah. I, I like it. It was like a it was like a high triangle and just just oh, crack on. Like a high, a high triangle. Time. Oh, okay. High diamond even with JMD in there as well. Loved yeah, it, it was a square. It was a square yeah. pretty much. I mean, um, Nubal was on the left and JMD was on the right, kind of cutting in onto that left peg. And it worked within three minutes, really. Did, didn't it? Um, did. Yeah, we... we. So we were quite happy to let uh, St. Albans have the ball and they, you know, points say we just really pressed them at the start. And, you know, the, most of the first half, it was them trying to play it out from the back and our attack really 
bothering the defenders and the midfielders. And, you know, the first goal goes in and really puts the spooks on them. But, um, yeah, there was a bit of confusion around who scored the goal. Maguire drew sort of whips the ball in and it finds its way into the net after a, I think, I mean, I thought it sort of just bounced off Jake Hyde, but when I've watched the highlights back today, it's quite a nice little flick off the top of his hair in over the keeper. And I, uh, I'd well. go further. I think it's quite an important flick because the keeper's going the right way to get something in the way of the JMD shot. Um, whether or not it goes in or not, I don't know, but it throws the keeper completely off. The keeper's left hand flies up towards this deflected ball, but it's getting nowhere near it. So not only is it a deft touch, I think it's quite an important one because there's no guarantee it goes in if it's if it's not given a nod by Hyde. And mm. um... where I was stood on the Thatcher stand, I just saw someone with a sleeve tattoo run away, which narrowed it down to about eight potential players in our team <laughs> uh, who all have sleeve tattoos. And then it popped up on the big screen, JMD, and I thought, well, good for him. Must have gone straight <laughs> in. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> judge, judge, judging from listening to his uh, interview post-match with Ian Randall, which I imagine you were there for, Ian, Mr. Hyde was, was not pleased at the, at the fact that uh, well, you it saw wasn't it given to him. Straight yeah. away, as soon as it was announced um, over the tannoy that, you know, <laughs> Jordan Maguire drew, he is visibly, like, livid. Like... <laughs> He looks over and is so annoyed. And even after the game like starts again, this is not this is like before it kicks off. Even after it's kicked off and still been playing, you can see that he's still really wound up by the fact that that goal's not been given to him. Um, um, that that man's got a goal bonus in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a dubious goals panel required for the uh, when you watch the replay. No. Yeah, no. So it was it was interesting to see how uh, yeah how that affected affected him for the first sort of few minutes. Well, Mark, you... Mark Cooper said something about he'll, he'll not sleep at night if they don't give it to him. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. He'll be crying all night. <laughs> I don't think he'll be crying. I think he'd be, he'd be looking for someone, yeah. What are your overall thoughts on the way that Jake Hyde goes about his role up top? Because I was thinking about how I could sort of articulate it this evening, having watched the highlights. And again, it's just a six-minute snapshot of the game and, and his role in it. And I keep coming back to, do you remember what I was saying about Malachi Linton last season? Be angry, be inconvenienced. The world's against you. You've got to be horrible. Jake Hyde is all of those things. He's nasty. He's snapping at heels. He's taking shots where actually maybe there was a pass on that might have been. He wanted it. He wanted himself to be the guy that does it. Even once everyone's finished celebrating the goal, he just has a little moment. He just, he's so... He just grits the teeth and gives it a, a, a grin and a grunt to himself because that's his attitude. And I think about that attitude and that's exactly what I wanted from Linton last season. And probably prior to signing Hyde, what I wanted from Linton this season. And I hope I hope he's doing that uh, over at Taunton. But that was my initial reaction, having seen those highlights and seeing the way he goes about his play and links up with others. He's horrible. I, I wouldn't want him on my team. I, I wouldn't want him... On the opposition, no chance. I won't want to face him. No, he scored twice against us last season. Well, yeah, and I think yeah. when you pair him with Reese Murphy as well, um, there's <laughs> a couple of nasty blokes up top to, you know, leave an elbow in or just keep that foot hanging a little bit longer than they might need to. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I think I think he aerially 
he provides with a lot as well. Like he he's a tall player, but he I think he's not remarkably tall that you think he's going to win everything in the air, but he's pretty dominant aerially. And I think that was the difference between yesterday and last week was having someone who won those balls and was able to hold it up. I just didn't think we had that really last week. So, yeah, I think you certainly saw the difference Jake Hyde makes to the team uh, when when he's in it rather than out. Big fan. Big mm. fan. I think Frank Newble said in his pre-match um, about needing to be horrible, didn't he? Mm. And like you say, Jake, Jake Hyde did it. There was a moment in the second half where uh, Reese Murphy got pushed by the goalkeeper. Well, uh, oh, he, that's a pen, right? Well, no, he, yeah, I'm not. Was he I'm off not the sure. pitch? He was. He, he was. He, he certainly he, was after the ref. After the keeper shoved him. Yeah, he was. I, I. He wasn't off the pitch, but he was very quickly going off the pitch. And having seen it from the right angle, I'm not hundred percent sure quite how much. It was only a little bit, probably enough. But um, yeah, he he certainly let the referee <laughs> know about what had happened, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's Reese Murphy doing Reese Murphy things, isn't it? So, and I'm all for it. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I said it in my conclusions, and it, it, him, Hyde, and uh, Frank Newble, what we would have done for just one of those, any one of those last season. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. I think at one nil after three minutes, it was all very. Woohoo, here we go. Um, but St. Albans sort of they adjusted themselves and they tried to play the ball and, and they really moved it around quite nicely. And when they managed to spring our press and get through, there was so much space for them in the like wide areas because we were sort of a, a, a back four. And because JMD and Frank Newble were so far forward, there was loads of space for their wing backs to to bomb on. So when they did get through, we we looked pretty stretched. I thought there was one sort of after we'd scored on the left-hand side where they came down. And then there was another one afterwards on the right-hand side where they came down and Buse has to make some sort of low saves. Uh, but but can they... I just say that first save you made after five minutes, two minutes after we'd scored was an absolute worldie of a save from Will Buse. Yeah. And I will come on to Will Buse, I'm sure. But he that that was that was everything that was good about him as a goalkeeper, that save. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But they they I mean the, what struck me was what a brave team yeah. they were, like to play like that. And you know, even at one nil down, they could have easily started thinking, Oh, let's get it long, because I thought Visa up front was he was a, a good striker, he brought brought it down well and they had a couple of good attacking midfielders that caused us problems. Um, but yeah, they, they persisted and they stretched us. And yeah. I think, you know, we while we still had that intent to to press them and try and force the mistake, as they sort of grew into it, they they looked pretty not confident, but they just sort of they knew what their task was and they just it was like it was drilled into them to to keep yeah. going at it and you know they exactly got it well drilled i think they stuck yeah. to their principles didn't they that's what they say yeah and then they got you know they got lucky with the equalizer it's sort of a <laughs> ironically it was the ball over the top um yeah. that sort of caused problems and i don't <laughs> what was your view from behind the goal of of their equalizer so 
I think Will Buse, and only for a fraction of a second, he hesitates and he doesn't know um, what to do because he's obviously a long way out when that ball's played in already. And it, and, and you, you see him almost think, should I backpedal and go back and then try, or, or, or should I go to it? Uh, and he hesitates just for a second, but that second is long enough for him, for the, the, the striker to be able to, to, to win it. And I mean, he's unfortunate, but, you know, there's it, there's no doubt it's another error from him and there's no doubt that he's in a place that he shouldn't be and he wouldn't want to be and i'm sure you know if he <laughs> if he had a choice he wouldn't have, wouldn't have been there so it it, it isn't it is an error from him um whether it is young goalkeeper hesitancy and we spoke about it last week um after the the, the game at Hemel Hempstead you know a goalkeeper's lot is you make a mistake and it can and cost you a goal obviously Fortunately, this time it's not a goal that's that's cost us any points. But yeah, it it is it is undoubtedly uh, his mistake, and I think I don't know if he know, if he doesn't know where he is because he he, he very clearly puts himself there. So mm. he obviously thinks he can make it, but yeah, it's a hesitancy, I would say. And I don't know whether he's got last week in his mind or whatever. But um, I was I was so pleased when he made that save. Because he thought, oh, that's going to give him some some confidence. And then to do that, you kind of saw. And he made some good saves later in the game as well, Will Buse, I think. And um, But, yeah, kind of saw it. Yeah, you felt a bit for him, like, oh, God, not another one. I don't know if he misreads the flight of the ball because it comes over. And it was a bit, you know, there was that classic Hewish Park wind yesterday, wasn't there? It was all a bit swirly. And I don't know if it gets gets hung up because the ball goes up quite high before it drops. It's not a particularly like flat clearance as such. It's kind of looped. But yeah, like you said, he's in that position where he's sort of on the edge of the box. He's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't really. Because if he starts backpedaling and his back to the striker, the striker could, you know, lob him from as he's on his way back. Yeah, not ideal though. He hasn't got a great deal of support there either. I don't think. I think it's him and him and the striker in it. So it's not like there were there were a few occasions where we our defence got caught out, and mm. the, the one where he made that save was definitely one of them as well. So, um, like like we said last weekend um, at Hamel, it's not It's not we we that goal wasn't entirely his fault. There were there were there were other things which led to it, but ultimately his mistake was the one that cost us the goal, which does kind of make it sound like I'm saying it's entirely his fault. But <laughs> but there were there were other things involved that other people could have done other things at other times to prevent us getting there. But is this the point where I make the case for the defence? Go on, yeah, yeah. I'll put myself um, on you. I kind of can't. Um, the the only thing I'll say is the ball has gone from their keeper to that position very quickly it's basically bowled out and then the ball's launched forward so he's not in the position I think he would be had the ball taken 10-15 seconds more to get up to the pitch Um, I think you're probably right he's had a split second of extra hesitation that's cost him vital yards and I think he's probably made the wrong decision there Um, a bit of a rush of blood to the head he's probably had the thoughts of I'll try and make a positive decision get out big clearance just head it out of play something like that and he's just got nowhere near it. It's just, I can't make the defence for that one, if I'm being completely honest with you. He should have accepted that there is a defender trying to make it round. He can backpedal, 
not necessarily turn the back to the striker, but he can backpedal. If you get lobbed, fine. That's a heck of a skill. So you can buy a few more seconds by letting the, the striker make the decision rather than you make it for them by running out, getting it all wrong and just leaving it yourself exposed in behind. So, yeah, it's not, it's not real. That one is a clanger, unfortunately. And that really kind of brought that. <clears throat> it didn't deflate as such. Like, I think if that goes in last season, it's like... That's a killer last yeah, season. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, um, yeah, it still sort of felt, don't worry, lads, we've got this. And I think Noble sets up Hyde from that cross, which is a good save from the keeper sort of more of him sort of throwing himself in the way of it and hoping that he gets in the way of it, which is pretty much what goalkeeping is, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but, but that was one where, you know, that if, if, if Hyde, you know, kicks it at a different angle, it goes up into the roof of the net rather than along the floor. And it's, it's he two, one connects too well, doesn't he? You want, <laughs> yeah. you, you want him to scuff that a bit. Yeah. 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 Um, there's yeah. one not long after after their equaliser where well this exactly the same thing happened. Mm. So there and and you you probably had better view of this than I did, um, in at, at, at that end. But Murphy, their their keeper came out to meet Murphy, didn't he? Yeah, and he tried. Yeah. yeah, it was down in the corner flag, right, yeah. right right down by the corner, and he looks like he just tries to knock it out of play for a throw yeah. and scuffs it. And then yeah. I think Murphy's caught in two minds of what to do because he hits it. He kind of shapes to cross it in towards Hyde, but hits it as though he's smashing it at goal just to get it sort of over whatever's in the way and bring it back down again. And kind of does, kind of does neither. Um, it would have been, I think, it would have been a pretty special goal. Yeah, if he if he'd got it in from there. Um, but I imagine Jake Hyde was screaming at him for yeah, just he looked pretty mad. He did look pretty <laughs> mad on the highlights, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, he's still reeling from JMD getting the credit. I think at that point. Yeah. Um, but then we did get the second. Mm. Oh, let's, Charlie Cooper's had a good effort from distance. Yeah, he hit the post. Did he hit the post? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of space to like pick it. I can't remember the last time a player, you know, sort of picked up from there and had a decent go. Um, yeah, and a little bit on the inside of the post, and that's one that goes back in to the other side of the net and looks really cool on the highlights, isn't it? Um, <laughs> love a net rippler. Uh, but that second goal is a classic Reese Murphy, isn't it? I think the way he brings it down. Last last season, any of our strikers would have just tried to whack that first time and hope for the best. But the way he just brings it down really nicely to give himself the like best opportunity of scoring. Just you cannot beat that experience and that just nous in front of goal. I, I watched it and it's amazing how that one touch gives Reese Murphy almost an eternity of time to make the second connection and score the goal whilst he's in the six yard box with a keeper trying to get to him and a defender either side of him. It just looks like he has so much time. He doesn't at all. He has to make a really quick decision, but it, th that's what Reese Murphy does. That's what he did first time with us. That's what he's done here as well. He makes a, a wonderful first touch that just seems to give him all the options. He can leather it. He can just touch it. He can do what he wants with it. He can make that call. Time seems to slow down for Reese Murphy in the box. 
And if you're a striker with loads of time in the box, that's a really good habit to get into. Do you know what as well? It's, it's a brilliant touch with his right foot to bring it yeah. down. And then he yeah. puts it away with his left foot. And yeah. it's like, oh, just... Yeah. <laughs> Either yeah. way, he's, he's fine. He's fine in front of goal. Yeah, he is. And it's that just that belief and that confidence when you get those sort of chances now that I think it feels so different. And perfect time to score, as they say. Mm. It changes changes the team talk. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, no, it was... And I think you look at both goals, they were both at the optimal time, really. Like, straight away. <laughs> and then just before half-time. But second half, what was the feeling like inside the the Thatcher's day for that second half? Nervous. I was certainly nervous. Um, and uh, I, I know you quite rightly say to me, they didn't look like scoring and they didn't look like scoring. But I think it's probably PTSD, isn't it, from previous yeah. seasons that yeah. um, that seeing another team have so much of the ball um, and us making problems. For, I don't know about you, and uh, as, as we all know, I am the least tactically astute of the three of us by a considerable margin. But to me, it was difficult to figure out what... Charlie Cooper and uh, Matt Worthington were because there was very clearly a defence, there was very clearly a tat, and then there was Matt Worthington and Charlie Cooper, uh, and and they seemed to both want to be in the attack as well. So they l- looked. There were a number of occasions where they were just completely just not there because they were in another position that which was was further forward than you should they, they should have been. Morgan Williams, I thought, and maybe it was just down that left side in the second half. I, he seemed to be out of position quite a lot as well, which I, I, I do have to give a huge amount of credit to St Albans for, for, for this because their play, I think, made us make do these things. Mm. Um, and there would, would have been nervousness, and Mark Cooper mentioned it afterwards about the expectancy of, 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 of a big crowd and everything else that came with it. Um, but it was definitely... It definitely did not feel comfortable that that second half, and you were you were praying for another goal to come at some point. And yeah, I mean, we had some glorious opportunities to get another goal, which obviously were played out right in front of us in the um in the in in the Thatcher's end. But yeah, when they came out and it wasn't the start that we'd had in the first half, there was yeah there was a little bit of little bit of nervousness. It changed when um, Josh Hours came on, but that was right towards the end, wasn't it? And he kind of came in and did more of that defensive midfield role, but I, 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 I couldn't quite figure out what either Worthington or Cooper were doing for most of the second half, but maybe you'll tell me now. I think they were just pulled, like sucked in by the way St Albans kept the ball. And I think that press where we tried to get the ball off them high up, and then they're just pulled out of position and able to play through. I think what I felt in this at the start of the second half was it the first 10 minutes, it never really got going because there was quite a few stoppages. Mm-hmm. It felt like, you know, there was a couple of injuries, there was a couple of knocks and it, and it sort of was broken up a little bit because the first half, I think it was three minutes added on at the end of the first half. So it was like, you know, it was like old football. And then by the, <laughs> by the time you get to the end of the second half and there's 10 minutes, you think, Ah, this half has been quite disrupted, um, yeah. and uh, through no fault of anyone, there was just tackles going in and 
people getting yeah and people getting knocked so it, it was just a bit broken up and like you said when josh hours comes on we change the shape a little bit and go to more of a 4-3-3 and that seemed to balance us a bit more cooper in the middle but i thought See, it's funny you say about Morgan Williams getting caught. I think in the first half, I noticed how Alex Whittle kept getting caught up high up the pitch. I think there was one point where St. Albans broke that sort of Frank Nubel was chasing back into the left-back position yeah, because yeah, yeah. Whittle was so far forward. Um, I didn't really know. I thought, maybe I'm just Morgan Williams biased. But I felt that he had quite a good... I thought he had a good game. I thought he was, you know... Yeah, really I, do. I mean, defensively, I don't think I, I'd pick anyone out as looking ropey in, 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 in any way. I thought Ronald and Staunton and, and, and everyone did well as well. But it, he, I noticed him out of position more than I noticed anybody else. And um, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, it didn't, it didn't obviously cost us. But yeah, it, that certainly contributed to a nervy second half. But I think maybe the, that's just me. The biggest chance in that second half is the one that Hyde. Oh yeah, gets oh. stuck on, isn't it? He, I, it looks like he doesn't. He's not quite sure which side to go for, so he just puts it out. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. kind of almost in like the perfect position to just pick a corner. And uh, I think he yeah. might be aiming for you, actually, Dave. He, he yeah, he, he, <laughs> it, yeah, didn't didn't quite get me either. But um, yeah, he was uh, he was definitely unhappy with himself. So uh, there there was a there was a corner not long after that. And he was literally, he was stood on the goal line, like doing the full rain man, smacking himself on the head. So he was very upset. <laughs> like, was there, the only other one I can think of is the Ollie Thomas sort of half Maguire Drew on. had one, didn't he? I think it was Maguire Drew. Um, this might have been Jake Hyde. <laughs> uh, yeah. Reading the match report. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am looking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyde, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. New, oh, Newble. Yeah, Newble went through and uh, yeah, when but he got nutmeg to... someone and crossed. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he goes back in onto his left, doesn't he, to cross it? Whereas it, when yeah. I watch back on the highlights, he could try a little bit of a bender arm around to the far far corner, couldn't he? Bender arm. Bender arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Ollie but Thomas yeah. chance. Yeah. The Ollie Thomas chance. He's waiting for it for too long. He's in his position. He gets in position, and the ball's just not falling quick enough. Yeah, he's just like I'm on gravity. Just, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Gravity has not helped him out one little bit. He's waiting for it, and he gets caught underneath it a little bit, and it's a bit of a snapshot in the end. He's running onto it really nicely. If it falls, if it falls quicker, if the apple falls from the tree faster. I think that's a that's a heck of a shot waiting to happen, but. That's that's not how Einstein made it work when he invented it. Einstein gravity? Is Einstein gravity? Which one's gravity? Isaac Newton, I think. Isaac Newton's gravity. (laughs) I mean, Einstein probably invented it as well. Maybe just didn't tell anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Well done, Ben. I'm really disappointed in myself for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to do a J-Guide? Yeah, so Isaac Newton's livid over there. (laughs) Einstein's gif on the big screen has just come up with an apple falling. Yeah, had to calm, had to calm Newton down in the dressing room after. It was furious. I can't believe they've given it to him. They've given gravity to Einstein. <laughs> oh, what? 
I don't think there's any, there's any dispute. No dispute. <laughs> when he was interviewed on BBC Somerset afterwards, he was like, didn't understand. <laughs> if anything, it's quite a good header for Newton, to be fair. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. <laughs> Newton's crying. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. But they didn't, as much as they had quite a lot of the ball, that second half, it was kind of a couple of crosses that you yeah. had to deal with and was fouled at points, but there was no real oomph. And even when they brought Sean Jeffers on, he just, like you said, he just wiped out Buse and got a yellow card. Yeah. I think there was, it was, there was a bit where they had the ball for ages and were moving it around nicely. And then their defender tries to play a pass and just absolutely smacks it. And it goes out for a goal kick, and that was yeah. almost like, ah, yeah. yeah. There, there we were go. a few moments where it was yeah, long exhalations. I think so. Yeah, I definitely let out a uh, at the at the end of it. But like I say, how do you spell that? P H F. I don't know. Yeah, great. Yeah, P H F. Yeah, P H F. But yeah, PTSD. I'll put it down to my PTSD. Yeah, and I said that. I said I felt that people were a bit more tolerant. There was nervous energy, but it wasn't like reaching to the point where people are screaming like, get up, get up. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> tends to happen as we, we drop back deeper. There was still a bit of like licenses, if you will, for people to sort of just like let it play out and see what happens. But there's definitely that feeling of us conceding the ball dropping back deeper and deeper and deeper. And, that, you know, this goes way back. This goes like back to Darren Way years when we used to do that and then oh. concede a So my PTSD goal. flashbacks are just <laughs> happening now. Just seen really? the three or just seen Ruben Reed. Yeah. Scoring the 90 12-minute equaliser for Exeter. Yeah. Okay. Actually scoring a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there was a bit of that. And, and I thought Mark Cooper afterwards, you know, he admitted that there was that just needed the win and needed to get out with a win because there was definitely all that anticipation before the game back at Hewish. Oh, it's all very nice and green again. We're going to smash these. Like, like even, last even, week even, was a blip. <laughs> even the stuff with like the changing rooms, there'll be that feeling of these new, we've done all this for you. Yeah. We've given you the environment to be at your best. Yeah. So go on then. <laughs> And I, I tell you what, they will, the 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 defenders in particular, Wannell, Staunton, Whittle, Williams, Buse, they'll get so much out of holding on. They'll get yeah. so much confidence out of holding on, seeing it out. Yeah, there's a bit bodies on the line. Yeah, there's a few harem scaring moments. But if you have bodies on the line, harem scaring moments against what we think might be an anomaly of one of the best footballing teams in the division, against a team that were 90 minutes away from getting out of this division last season that's going to do you the world of good. That is really going to do you the world of good. So yeah, all that expectation, all that sort of bundled up, all that energy and yeah, the relief that it will bring and the confidence that that relief will spawn from as a result, I think is, um, is big, is really big. I think relief is the word, especially that, that final whistle when it went and with the 10 minutes added on, I think, that didn't help the stress levels. I think this is something. So this is something I don't think um, Mark Cooper didn't say it during his presser, but he said afterwards what he was saying was that there's that difficult balance of knowing when to bring a substitute on mm. because you know if if someone's coming back from injury and you want to give them twenty minutes, so you bring them on in seventy, 
you end up giving them half an hour because there's 10 minutes added on at the end. So there's a fine, like fine line to strike. And I thought, Jesus, Reese Murphy nearly paid a hundred minutes yeah. yesterday. <laughs> and you're thinking he's one of the ones that we're, you know, a bit worried about fitness wise and with his injury record. And he, I don't know, he came off in stoppage time, didn't he, for um, Jamie Sendall's white. But it was a bit like, oh, he's, <laughs> and he's got to go again on Tuesday. And you think, how you know, is he going to be ready for Tuesday with all these sort of added, yeah, these added teams? I know everyone's going through it. It's, you know, it's across the whole piece. But if you've got, you know, players who are a little bit more, you've got to look after them a little bit more sensibly. You've really got to think about, who comes off when and how you do it. Do you think that's part of the reason why Josh Hours wasn't introduced until the 83rd, 4th minute, whatever it was? Not because they wanted to give him six minutes to shut up shop, but actually he was shutting up shop for 16 minutes. And if you bring someone on in that time period, you are saying to the other team, we're done. We've made our mind up. We're finished. We're sorted. But actually, if you bring them on at 74 minutes... You're not. You're bringing them on for 25 minutes of shut up shop, and that's too long. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think there was a bit. Yeah, I, I think that hour sub sort of packed our midfield a little bit more and made it that much harder to sneak a ball around the corner, and suddenly your your wing backs are in because you've got you know people either side that can get out there a little bit quicker. Um, yeah, I'm not necessarily. I don't think. I'm not sure Mark Cooper would say it was us shutting up shop as such. Um, I think he'd more say, you know, it's just a tactical switch to help us combat what they're doing. But Shut it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, he's not like, right, pack it and we'll just sit back and let him in. Um, yeah. Is, is Jamie Sendles White coming on for Reese Murphy? A shut up shop <laughs> substitution. <laughs> I think that one is. <laughs> Deny that one, Cooper. I think that one is. Um, who else did he have to come on though? Yeah, well, yeah, it was Sonny and um, the keeper. No, it wasn't Sonny. It was Jordan Young, no, wasn't it? It was Young and Sonny. It was Sonny oh. Bulo Everton and Jordan Young. Yeah, mm. so I don't oh, think you're not going to bring on. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would have been a straight straight swap Murphy for one of them because Murphy ended up on the left wing. But yeah, I think it was definitely just pack the box because if they do start lumping it, you've got all the big lads on. To head it out. But yeah, a relief. A win. A W. Yeah, it was nice to go home. I, I didn't realise until, I forget who it was, was it Alex Wells who said, can't remember the last time he felt um, relieved on a Saturday, or well, had that Saturday winning feeling. Yeah. And it was all the way back in January against Dagenham. 196 days ago was the last Saturday that we won a game. There was that Eastley on the Tuesday in February. But that's <laughs> like, wow, we've had a lot of miserable Saturday evenings, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> this year. <laughs> I was at work until 10 p.m. And I've done a few of them on Saturdays in the past. And 10 p.m. on Saturday shifts are never pleasant. But it flew by. It absolutely flew by. I was on air between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. And honestly, it flew by. Couldn't believe it when I was going, and thank you for your company with us today on this Saturday <laughs> evening. We'll be back again tomorrow morning and we'll do it all again. And I went, hang on, it's 9.58 and I'm wrapping up here. 
What's going on? Yeah. People watching the virtual greyhounds like, cool, he's happy tonight. I am happy. I'm very <laughs> I haven't happy. heard in this happy on a Saturday for a long time. Uh, no. Normally <laughs> normally the puns start drifting out as the evening goes on, but they were they were peaking high until nine fifty eight, I'll tell you. Yeah. Good. It was good. Very, very good. Um such a nice feeling. Really was. Get in. Um, should we talk about the attendance? Yes. Because it was uh, very good. <laughs> very, <laughs> was, very good. Yeah. Um, best in the sixth tier. Uh, it would have been fourth in the National League proper. Higher than a couple of League Two teams. Um, at full price as well. It's not like it was a ticket offer. And there was 80-something away fans. So the vast, vast majority were genuine home fans. No matter what you think of what's gone on this summer, the fact that 3,000 and how, what was it in the end? 3, 9, 3, 4, 1, 2. 3, 4, 1, 2. 3,350, give or take, home fans got themselves down to Hewish Park for that first Saturday. That's impressive in itself because we weren't going to have 3,400 had we carried on in the same way we'd ended last year. Mm. No. no. And no. I think people will be back. You mentioned mm. we mentioned already about the how how it felt out the in the in the fan zone. Um, lots of people were, you know, seemed seemed to be in the ground early. There seemed to be a good number in the ground early, uh, enjoying it. I, I know there was a nice little touch when they uh, finished the warm up. They kicked a few balls into the uh, into the home end, and they, they were giving giving away a few things as well. So lots of people, yeah. uh, players at the end, signing autographs and the at the flags. Yeah. The, that flag? Gonna, Where's your flag? I, I haven't got a flag. I didn't get what? one. They, well, I didn't see any on the terrace. What, they what think, do you mean you didn't have a flag? They seem to be tucked in the in the seats from what I could see. So. Oh, Ian, did you get a flag? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, Where is it? Why haven't you got it here? Uh, it's in Freddy's room. Oh. oh. If anyone from the club is listening, Dave would like a flag, please. <laughs> and it's his birthday tomorrow. So yes. tomorrow. if there's a flag kicking around on Tuesday when Dave arrives at Hewish Park, I'm sure he'll gratefully receive it. Uh, definitely. I would love for that to happen. Thank <laughs> you, please. Does, yeah. does Dave know he's a mascot on Tuesday yet? No, yeah. no, we've we've got it all planned. Absolute full kit wanker that. <laughs> and we're gonna make him walk out with the shortest member of the team as well. So he looks taller than Will Buse. Yeah. <laughs> You said what about me on the podcast? Oh, I was going to say, it'll be right, come on, we've got to hold hands. It'll be like, crash, yeah. show, you, show you frigging clanger. Yeah. Kick you into touch. <laughs> yeah. I, I might go missing if that's the case, yeah. Uh, right. Yes. Let's hope they're back. 3, I'm sure they will be. Yeah. yeah, well, we've got the... I want to know what the next thing. band is. Well, yeah. Yeah. Don't we all... So um, whilst uh, whilst we're still on uh, Saturday's game, uh, Nigel Dyson, the historical oracle, font of all knowledge, has been in touch with a couple of questions. Um, one, I don't think any of us will get. I had no idea what it was. Um, but the other one was, Jake Hyde scored in his league debut against an Auburn City on Saturday. But who was the last YTS player, YTFC player to score on his league debut? Oh, Wow. What I a question that is. It... Is it Reese Murphy? No, not oh. Reese Murphy. No. Ian Ian answered that with the not with the knowledge and authority of a man who knows the answer to this. No, I don't know the answer, but I know <laughs> we, didn't, we lost to Barnet, didn't we, on the opening day of that we did, season? Yeah, and oh. I don't, yeah, we didn't score. No, we, um, didn't, we didn't score. Ian score. 
Do you want how far? Can, how we, far have a, back, can we have a, a year? Yeah, how far back are we going here? About 12 months. Oh. 12 months. I've blocked most of last year out. Um, oh, Jamie Record. Jamie Record. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other I, one? What was the other one? We'll get? So, so the, the, the other one, uh, none of us will get this. No, no one will get it. So well, it wasn't It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't about the game, uh, about that game. It was um, something we mentioned when we were talking about Adam Stansfield mm-hmm. uh, uh, last uh, on Thursday. Which other player made his YTFC debut at Southport along with Adam Stansfield? And and even Nigel says whoever gets this is very clever, as I can't remember him at all. And and even when I've seen the name, I've still no idea who the guy is. It's like I completely can't can't, can't even picture him. But this is like what two thousand three, twenty odd years ago. Huh? Earlier than that, if it's the same day as Adam Stansfield. Oh, Adam Stansfield, yeah, two thousand and would have been oh two, wouldn't it? Oh one, oh two, oh one, yeah. yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I don't think anyone will remember. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it out there. Let's throw it okay, out. Okay. Let's throw it out there. Yeah. I'll I tell YouTube when we finish recording. Google ah. it, then, mate. Huh? <laughs> it's probably not even on Google, Ben. If he's that, <laughs> can we have clue for the initials? No, I can't. Yeah, initials. So, so, okay. So, 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 so the clues uh, for the initials are they're the same as our current managers. You won't know. I, I, I'd never. If, if you said this person's name to me, I would like. Are you sure? I, I just cannot remember this person. Okay, Southport. This is yeah. a Dave's like, dropped in a random quiz on a not quiz episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I. Yeah, uh, it's it, it just completely, completely bizarre. But anyway, we we, we were <laughs> okay. moving on, weren't we? we were okay, yeah, we're moving on. Should we do some GCQs? I googled it. Okay, I see what we did there. Okay, uh, I'll go through Twitter first if 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 we're good. You're good. Uh, hopefully, Elon's website doesn't let me down this week. Apologies for Thursday. No, I was on no. the GCQ's hashtag with them sorted by latest, and I missed a couple. Levos as well. It wasn't an angry one to ask, though, really, was it? Which is a shame. No. I couldn't do the voice. We're not going to have any angry ones this week. No, I know. We've hardly got any because we won. Uh, almost pro pilots this evening. 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 Who were you guys, man of the matches? I've gone for Frank Nubel as he ran for pre- he ran for pretty much everyone against St Albans and really impressed me. Could you please rate the beer from the Badger Bar on a scale of one to seven? I didn't have a beer from the Badger Bar and I don't like beer, so I'm going to go one. I didn't have a beer at all because um, I was because uh, I was driving. And because I didn't want to stand in that queue either. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll wait for it. But yeah, so I didn't have one, but I may try and get one on Tuesday. So I can maybe pick that one up afterwards. And your man of the match? I don't know, really. I went Frank. I went Frank Newman. I thought he he gave us, he gives us that running that, None of the other players do really. JMD is not like a ball carrier, particularly. But the once Frank gets running, he's like a steam train. He's really hard to stop and slow down. And I thought, yeah, I think he just the way he carried the ball, almost from sort of like the halfway line, and then we were right up in the um, St Albans penalty area with some of those runs. Uh, yeah, much more effective 
yesterday than he was against Hemel for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I wouldn't disagree with the sponsors, man, and match JMD either. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe say JKI just because he scored a goal and he did all the things that you mentioned um, before. Mm. Um, I thought, yeah, I quite, I quite liked the look of him. That's the first time I've seen him live and in person. So, yeah, but I wouldn't disagree with Frank. Don't argue. I wouldn't, with I wouldn't disagree with Frank either. either right? Yeah, yeah, big guy. Ben, from what you heard, did you? Uh, football was my man of the match. Football. Yeah. <laughs> football, football was a real winning. Football won the day, yeah. Uh, Paul Strangers, how impressed are you with the fan zone? I, for one, thought it was brilliant on Saturday and added to the match day experience. Nice touch to see Badger's Bar as well. Agree, Paul. A to the men. A to the men. How uh, this is from NL Analysis. Uh, how long until we admit we only signed views based on one or two average games? Should be earning his stripes at step seven, not starting for a promotion chasing National League side. It's a bit of a strong opinion to have for an anonymous account, as often is the case, but I'm pretty sure we probably signed Will Buse based on him spending 12 months at the club previously and the manager and the goalkeeper coach seeing him train, seeing his personality, and seeing how he is um, as a footballer rather than two average games um, where he actually made lots of brilliant saves with a broken finger or a broken hand. Played bloody brilliantly against Wrexham. Um, um, yeah. yeah, that's 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 a bit of a silly take. Yeah. Some opinions are wrong and that is one. <laughs> yeah. Mic yeah. drop, Perkins out. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, there won't be any admittance of that. Uh, Jonathan Hooper says, evening, gents. Evening. How long will it take fans to get used to no time wasting and the extra stoppage time? Long time. Long no time, time wasting. How, when is it going to take players <laughs> to get rid of no time wasting? I can't remember who it was, uh, whether it was about one of our games or, or, or game on the, might have been a Premier League game I heard on the radio, but somebody said he's hardwired into footballers um, of, a, of a certain vintage that, when when the ball's there and they've got I don't know coming towards the end of a game just to nudge it away and that's a yellow card isn't it so yeah yeah uh, well, uh, St Albans player did that didn't they yes yes it did got, yeah got booked for it got and got booked for it so but it is it's just so hardwired into footballers that some of these things are just going to be impossible to shake I think and I was listening to Five Live yesterday and it's it's not like we can't choose to not do it because it's like IFAB have decided that this is, yeah. this is the way it's going to be. So it's like one of yeah. the Newcastle players got booked for showing the imaginary yellow card. It's those kind of things where you're like, Oh, actually they mean things now. <laughs> this yeah. means stuff. So those things will have to start changing in mindsets of Messrs. Cooper, Worthington, people that we know already pick up yellows because of the nature and the way they play. Well, no silly ones because they will rack up quick. Well, I think at National League South, because there's no fourth official, the risk of managers getting booked is like pretty much null and void unless they say it something near when the that line blows my about. mind. So. That blows my mind. We are we are one dodgy hamstring away from one of you lot being called up to run the line. <laughs> I think there'll be people a little bit closer to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more than me. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot claim. Excuse to be me, you up there? Yeah. 
That's you, you with the yellow shirt. Who, me? Yeah. If anyone is uh, a qualified referee and they are attending Curious Parks games at any point this season, just be ready. Carry, carry the documentation requirement required. Pack a pair of boots and a black shirt. I read, I read on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X earlier about a game in a, a game in Spain where they the with added time it was like 106 minutes, but the ball was literally in, they counted the ball in play for about 47 of those minutes, and it's like the whole point of this is to keep the ball in play for longer, but. <laughs> In yeah, like they end up playing for a long time, but still not having the ball yeah. actually in in the field. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a one season thing. I'll say that. You think? Yeah, the, I mean they're already moaning about it at the top level. Yeah, you think it'll even last a season? <laughs> well, it has to. It has to for the integrity of the season. It has to. But next there'll season, be a, uh, January, there'll be a deadline day transfer out of that rule. Uh, Jonathan Adams says, evening, guys. Lots of evenings yeah. today. Evening. Very, very Everyone's, people, everyone's happy. Very, good very evening, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, Coatsy, apologies for autocorrect. Getting your name wrong. I really should double check before pressing send. I think Jonathan called you Costies. Costies. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I'll go for that. It's like Sounds my... like a cool, like, crispy snack, doesn't it? Do you yeah. got a bag of Costies there, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Bag of Costies. <laughs> Sounds like the Aldi version of a Costa coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like their version. Their comes out grey, like a crusty caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no need to apologise. I, I, I hadn't realised, but I, I equally wouldn't be offended if I had. He probably didn't even hear me say it. To be honest with you, Jonathan. Um, what teams do you think we need to be aware of? Obviously, only two games in, but who has impressed and might be our biggest challenges? Waterlooville have got the longest name. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they are a big name at this level. Yeah, they're With the only Ampersand as well. Yeah, they're the only name that needs um, abbreviating on flash scores. Everyone else gets the full whack. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, Bath yeah. have had a good start. Beat Maidstone at the weekend as well. Yeah. That's a, a result for them. I think I'm a bit wary of, and this will be. Uh, Happy Sheridan will be happy to hear this, but I'm a bit wary of Western because of the momentum of coming up from the league mm. below. And I think they've won both their games, haven't they? A couple of one nils. Um, I know it's early days, but Worthing have Worthing, Worthing have started well. well, haven't they? After doing Torquay, yeah, hard to say. I mean, yeah. the September rule, the Green Day rule, mm-hmm. is in effect. Hemel yeah. did have won their first two games as well. Yeah. Beat Welling, didn't they? I think yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Worthing could be a good shout. I think. I think they were. I think they were in the playoffs last season as well, weren't they? Worthing. And yeah. I know. I think Seb might mentioned them when we spoke to him in the summer. He so did. yeah, I, I'd say they. Given what they did to Torquay at Torquay, you know, Torquay fans are having a little bit of a meltdown, aren't they? So um, yeah. We can't throw stones there, can we? After last oh, no, weekend, no, no. yeah, we had a well during the match. Yeah, we were, we were the toddler in the sweet aisle, throwing themselves on the floor, hammering our left arms and legs against the aisle. Picture that. Yeah, you probably don't need to. You've probably been no. there, literally been yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, replaced replaced sweet shop with my kitchen and replaced sweets with the biscuit tin. Right. Okay. Uh, one from Chris Fox. Not a question. 
Just a happy birthday to the elder statesman of the three plebs for Monday. It's lovely. Happy birthday, Coates. Thank you, mate. Thanks for being part of this. I I, I had the pleasure of standing next to Mr. Fox and Mr. Fox Senior, who was my English teacher at school. Foxy's dad. Um, Yeah. And Foxy's dad thought J.K.I. got a touch on it. He was the one person who saw it, or he thought somebody <laughs> got a touch on it. So, uh, so Jake, if you if you need someone to uh, to to fight your corner, and I don't think you do, because I'm sure you're more than capable of fighting your own corner. Um, Keith Fox Mr. is Fox your man. <laughs> Keith Fox is your man. Are you happy with the the title of Elder Statesman, Dave, or would you? Rather... I, I don't think I've really got a choice, have I? And then mathematics are against me as well. I think so. <laughs> It's might as well just accept it. The maths are against me. Yeah. Uh, Ian Watmore, the wife, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Asks, Hello, Sharon. If you could compare YTFC to any Disney film, which one would it be and why? Uh, it, my brain immediately went to Sendles White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Sendles White and the Seven Dwarves. Right. Um, I'm hoping what? by the end of the season it'll be up. Oh, I, I, I reckon he's seen this one early, and he's, uh, yeah. I, no, I've seen Disney films. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't doesn't know any popular culture culture references, but he knows. Yeah, yeah. Knows Disney. Oh, yeah, that's very good. Um, I, I what's that one, Coco? Coco, because it's just really sad, but also it makes you really happy. And I think Yeovil Town do both of those things to me on regular occasions. But the Toy Story 3 is about it. They they were ready to accept their fate, as was I at the back end of (laughs) last season, as they slid into the burning furnace that melts all the plastic toys. And then they were saved by the weird grabby alien things. There you go. The claw. The claw came and saved them. Isn't that the entire like premise of any Disney film though, is to like it be a bit sad, but then be overwhelmingly Yeah, but not like that. They accepted their death. (laughs) They held hands. Coco, that that one's just about death, isn't it? Everything's about death. Well the dude the dude is dead. Spoilers, kids. Sorry. Um and up is like the the saddest start to a film ever. That'll that'll get you, man. Yeah. If that doesn't get you, you're dead inside. I think Up is probably. Up? It's up got with that. Or the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Good song. Is that a Disney, Disney film? I don't know. I mean, it, Star Wars is Disney now. Yeah, that's right. true. The is it The Ducks. Empire Strikes Back? Are we The Empire? Are we striking back? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's Disney. Yeah, The Mighty Ducks. Disney. There you go. Yeah. A couple right, of buttons. There you go. I think that's everything on Twitter. No, it's, no, it's not. Refresh. What? It's not everything. Go on. Go on, what have you got? I, that I, I haven't uh, got. It's it's our very own Callum. Callum Hallett. Right. Evening. Evening. Evening, Callum. Should... <laughs> can I just say can I just say Ben is looking really angrily when he well, says that? <laughs> I don't understand how your social media misses these things. We're cheesing <laughs> off the we're not giving the people what we want. Um He's uh, right. giving, giving it in a real want. telling off. A real yeah. telling off those eyes. Sorry. Right. 
Can you tweet Elon Musk and say, hang on a minute? So, Elon, sort your life out. Um, either pick a car or ruin social media. Which one? I've I've bigged this up. I don't even know what the question is. It might be rubbish. Um, should we be overly worried about the goalkeeper situation? Oh, it might be. Um, are we overthinking mistakes Buse is making? Yes, we are. And do you think it was a mistake not signing an experienced keeper? No, I don't. Sorry, Callum. There you go. I, I think we could do with a bit of experience in there. Who would you sign? John Sheffield. <laughs> he would be experienced, <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, who I did see has dropped down like a billion levels. Stuart Nelson. He's now back at the oh, first yeah. club he, he ever played football with when he was like twelve. He's now back down at that ridiculous level, and I did think of him and think, well, he left over, thinking that he was he was up. I think he's forty one, forty two, but he's still playing, still kicking about. But no, I'm happy with Buse. I'm happy. I'm happy with the goalie union. They'll be bigging him up all Monday, and I think he's going to be man of the match on Tuesday. Oh, I hope not. He is. That and means he's got loads win. to do. Yeah, fine. But we've gone up the other end and scored. <laughs> okay. I'd rather have a hat trick from Reese Murphy and. Then... Okay, fine. That's it, if possible. Are you, are you happy we've completed all the? Well, yeah, there I, there I, any I others? I'm just going to have to. You need to go on the dark ones. web and see if there's any over there as well. Or... <laughs> Anything on Truth Social. <laughs> The, yeah. the, the dark web, otherwise known as Facebook. Really great. Really, yeah. really great. Okay. I'm on, right. I'm on Facebook. Right. So I'm going to read this one really carefully because it's from our good friend and con- regular contributor, uh, Hilton Mayston, who even has a little diamond next to him and it says top fan. But Hilton, I think it's fair to say some of your phraseology of your questions really does stump me sometimes. So I'm going to read this one slowly and hopefully it makes sense. Evening. Evening. evening, evening, evening. Are the goals conceded learning steep curves for the goalkeeper alone or the defenders too? So should both goalkeepers and defenders be on a steep learning curve as a result of these goals being conceded? And is it an expected defensive challenge if we are to push up and attack? Yes, yes. Definitely. And you, I th- you, you allude to the fact that you felt that midfield was a bit overrun at times. That extra strike, that, that, that extra attack has got to come from somewhere and you weren't going to take him out of the back line. So the fact is when we brought ours on and went to three, you sacrificed that back again. If you want the four doing as they did in that beautiful way and scoring a couple of goals, you've got to make a sacrifice somewhere. And it appears that that sacrifice is for now coming out in the middle of the the midfield and you hope that you've got enough about those two to do it so yeah it is a sacrifice if we could have 12 I'm sure we would but yeah that's it, it that's a fair question actually and it's something that I was thinking about saying earlier on but you two were talking lots of sense and I thoroughly was enjoying listening to it so yeah Dave's, Dave's making a face <laughs> no I uh, honestly I felt like such a spare part in it and it's been lovely just listening to you two tell me once again about a over when it's been glorious I've loved it Few and far between. Okay. Um, and and uh, hang on, hang on. can I answer the question? Oh, sorry, sorry. Cool. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Everyone, everyone's angry. There, there were two questions, and I wanted to make sure that we covered them both. Oh, okay. Um, do that one first. Which one? The one is an expected. Def- is it an expected defensive challenge if we are to push up an attack? Yeah, I think I think Saturday was. I know we didn't get high reward as such, but I think it's high risk, high reward. You sacrifice that man in the midfield to be able to have Murphy, Hyde and Nubel and JMD all on the pitch to make things happen. 
And on another day, you know, Hyde scores two in the first half and gets his hat-trick in the second and it's 4-1. So, and, and, then, Coop, uh, and Coopers goes in off the post and it's yeah. five, you know, 5-1, I think it's. And on another day, you've got a team that have set up 10 men behind the ball. So you're going to have to have four or five really attack-minded players on the pitch anyway to help break them down. St Albans have had a go at us by the sounds of it. And that's where that's come from. We're going to play against teams maybe on Tuesday that have no intention of trying to beat us. And okay, and the other part of the question, curve. Yeah, uh, are the goals conceded a learning curve for goalkeepers alone or defenders too? I think they are, and I think some of the more experienced defenders are going to have to help goalkeeper through some of these moments, and I think they're going to have to think. Not that they have, they're going to be on edge, but they're going to, you know, it's having confidence that the goalie behind you is going to come out and lump this clear, or is going to be comfortable with it, and I think. There are two things that have happened in the last couple of games that might be in the back of their mind the next time a ball goes over the back or the next time they pass the ball back um, back towards the goal. I think, yeah, learning curves all round, but hopefully they can help each other through it and, you know, coach those mistakes out of him because I think, yeah, you've got Josh Staunton, experienced, Morgan Williams, who's experienced, and, you know, Jake Wannells. 28 and played a lot of football too. Um, there's plenty around there and to... Whittle's not exactly brand new to the game either, is he? No, exactly. When Jamie Sendles whites in there too. Yeah. Experience as well. But I think it is that, you know, there, there's... Obviously, it's a new dynamic. We're they're so used to having Grant Smith back there um, that there's always going to be those sort of little blips. You just hope they the blips are away from the middle of the goal and don't result in goals okay thank you Hilton I like that I like that question and I like the answers even more um uh Chris Angelo Angelo yeah I got that is right it's about squad numbers I bet it's it about is about squad, squad numbers. numbers it is about squad numbers this one is purely for you Ben <laughs> Thanks, mate. first Premier League game of the season players yep. with shirt numbers 80 82 and 87 take to the field has the game gone in addition to financial fair play rules, which Man City are also breaking, I propose points deductions for each <laughs> each instant of, of fielding a player with a squad number over 25. Discuss. And I don't think it means anyone other than you to discuss this, Ben. So I have made it perfectly <laughs> ben, clear. Ben, ben looks like he's right, reading from a it's brief statement. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just checking the terms and conditions of the rules because I have some rules on squad numbers. Oh. Um, anything over 39 is... is is not warranted and, and is a bookable offence. Sorry, Oli Thomas. Um, I wouldn't necessarily deduct points, but I would make every one of them start on a yellow card. Um, with the exceptions of players under the age of 18, but when they become 18, as Rico Lewis has done this season, he has to drop down to a respectable number. 82 on your back, sort your sort your life out, okay? You're playing for Man City at the highest level at left back. If you, had a, if you had a plus symbol in there, would you be happy with it? No, because it's still oh, an okay. eight and a two. You, right. you, uh, no, yeah, that makes and ten. that makes ten. He's a left back. <laughs> that's, a, that's a two yellow cards. Um, Foden again, fine when you're at that very early stage of breaking through, but you're not in the Carabao Cup now, fella. Sort your life out. Um, and and that applies uh, for through you know throughout the entire uh, Premier League, well, the entire footballing system. I'm very glad that the National League South has imposed a rule of nothing higher than forty. I would go one further and say thirty nine. But um, there you go. Game's gone. We're done. We're done on that question, Dave. 
we we may have asked this already before, but Reese Murphy, thirty nine. You're all I'm, right I'm, with that? No, I'm. I'm no, didn't say that. Okay, it's within well, the rules. I, I couldn't remember what the answer no, was. He's I been thirty nine quite a few times. It's within the rules, but better score some goals. Ben, I think Ben has stretched the rules just because Reese Murphy is thirty nine rather yeah, than anything it's, else. It's against it's against the spirit. It's, it's, it's like the cricket thing. It's against the spirit of the game. It's not against the rules that Johnny Bairstow was out of his crease, but it's against the spirit of the game. Okay. Don't know. So Ben's going to be in, like, if Ben ever does hospitality, he's going to be in an area just screaming at players with high numbers, like <laughs> bringing the game into disrepute. Quite, yes, quite. One one disappointing thing I did find about Saturday was the lack of the Si Senor song when Reese Murphy scored. And, and and I did try to, because he's 39, wasn't it? And the second verse of that goes, uh, number nine, give him the ball to score it every time. But you can easily add that, uh, 39, give him the ball to score it every time. And I even tweeted that out to try and get it. Foxy and I tried to sing it, but no one was joining him, I think. Kids these days. I know. I think some was people... It that, need... was, it in the, was it after he scored or was it in the second half when everyone was a bit nervous? And it was uh, no, this was, after, this was after, well... Probably both occasions, to be honest with you, but it was certainly after he scored. Um, but yeah, there was there were some people just going Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, come on, see, si, senor. Anyway, uh, one more question, and um, and Ben, I think you might be doubling up as Ryan Croucher oh, okay. here, because um, his first part of his question is, when is the Glovers Cast live show? Before the game happening. Ben is just waving his hands at us. Okay. That's, right. that's not up to me, Ryan. That's not up to me. The powers that be. Tuesday night. <laughs> Get down on Tuesday, Ben. Put your put your request in writing. Okay. Yeah, is that not okay? Yeah, he has. Is in writing? Yeah, he's even handwritten little... on a letter, please. Yeah, he's got a, <laughs> if the he's Royal got a little... Mail can deliver it. Yeah, he's got a little uh, like sweat emoji. I tried. Well. I, tr- I tried this summer. It just it just couldn't make it work. Yeah. Okay. Right. Imagine you have been recruited to make some fancy new. Scran, which he puts in inverted commas, so that's why I said it like that. A fancy new Scran item for the Yeovil Town pre-match menu. You know, the sort that gets shared around on socials. What would you call it, and what would it be? I.e., the Perkins pie or the Coatsy kebab. What about then? What about a Barrett burrito? Oh, the burrito. The burrito. The burrito. Yeah. Okay. Well, so right there, there it is. I'm having the barrito. You've got to roll the R and not quite do the T at the end. You've got to put the tongue between the teeth. Barrito. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Ian, any thoughts on your mm. scran of choice? I'll try and do it with the... Well, with I'll try, I'll try and avoid cultural appropriation when I do it. Um, <laughs> after my... Uh, after I upset Don the other day with a Oh yeah, with the... <laughs> yeah, uh, with my uh, Graham Sooness. Um... I still love it. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> I go back and watch that video <laughs> just just for that moment of Graham Sooness. Don't tempt me, Frodo. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I'm very tired, so I'm just gonna stick with the Perkins pie. What would be in the Perkins pie? Yeah, what would be in the Perkins pie? Um chicken and bacon creamy Definitely. sauce leek yeah leek uh, and, and leek, it'll man. come with some crispy chippy type things actually scratch it all 
Oh, it I don't want to. I, don't I was want excited to. about that. Okay, well you can have that. Thanks. But, um, Perkins puds. Oh, Yorkshire hello. pudding, big Yorkshire pud. Like at Glastonbury Festival for those who've been with mash, peas, gravy, pork, crackling if you want it. The works. That is and a you, whopper, isn't it? Yeah, that is. No, it's not a whopper. That's a Burger King thing. Oh, yeah. what, what what would you have, Coates? Well, I thought Ian was going to take was going to steal my thunder there because Ooh. I am one hundred percent a sweet tooth, uh, and and I think there is a distinct lack of desserts um, at football matches, and particularly a distinct lack of custard. I think there needs to be more custard, not pat custard. She, the, 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 she, she, she was there, and she got she got a shout out before the game, didn't she? she pat did. custard. Right she got so. some flowers as well, didn't she? Yeah, I think she did. She did. Um, so I think there should be um, there should I I would want sticky toffee pudding and custard, um, and I'd call it Coke's custard. Dave, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dave's direct diabetes or something like that. I thought you were going to go for crepes and yeah, Coach's crepes. Coach's crepes. Yeah. Coach's yeah. crap. I don't know. Yeah. Dave's direct diabetes. Dave's donuts. Dave's donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I yeah, I, yeah, I'm not. You have custard in them as well. I don't like. Well, you don't custard. though, do you? Yeah, I don't, don't like know. custard in donuts. Psychopaths do. I'm going to say I, I, I don't like chocolate in donuts. Jam, strawberry or raspberry jam. Correct. That's it as far as donuts are concerned. If you're having a filled donut. That's it. That's all you've got. Can't argue. Can't not argue. Going to, not going to Dave's Donuts then. No. Exactly. <laughs> Piss off the ba- Krispy Yeah, you're banned. <laughs> right, lads. Okay. Talk to you in the week. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. 